What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are back after a long pause, almost like a certain basketball team. Maybe we'll, we won't be as rusty as them. But speaking of basketball, that is our topic today. We were talking about college basketball and the recent news that have happened over the past couple of weeks. But first, we're going to dive into some some upcoming, I wouldn't say upcoming games, but an upcoming rivalry game that has a lot of NCAA tournament implications that you usually wouldn't expect. And that's Duke, North Carolina, the best rivalry in college basketball. And usually this game you would think is most of the time for a one seed, a high seed, the ACC championship. But this year, it's looking like it's more for an NCAA tournament bid. In Duke's case, I say I would say North Carolina is pretty lucky or pretty, pretty solid in as of now. I'd say they're probably a nine or a ten seed. Obviously, that's pretty relatively close to the bubble, but I'd say they're in as of now. But Duke seven and six, no real good wins. This is a must-win game for Duke if they want to have any chance of getting an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament, Andrew. Yeah, and this game will definitely be for a tournament bid, I think. And I think the loser, in, in North Carolina's case, they will be in a tough position, but I think they still have a chance. But in Duke's case, I really don't know if there's much coming back after a UNC loss. They're really in a tough spot right now. And if they can't turn around with a win against UNC in this rivalry game, I don't know if they'll be able to turn around this season. And both teams are not hitting their preseason expectations so this game should be interesting just because of the rivalry game I mean neither of these teams are great by any means this season but of course the historic rivalry is always a great game between Duke and North Carolina and this game although it might not be as great of a game on paper it will actually I think be a pretty good game because there is even though I mean the ACC championship might not be on the line with this game, which we're used to seeing between these two teams. But like you said, Henry, an NCAA tournament bid might just be on the line in this game. So both teams will be playing as hard as they can to make sure they get that bid and get this win because for both teams, it will be a huge game. Yeah, Andrew, and speaking of teams that are not competing for an NCAA tournament bid, these two teams are for sure not competing for an NCAA tournament bid. And once again, that's Baylor and Gonzaga. Well, I think at this point, Andrew have really separated themselves for, from the rest of the field. I really don't think it's close between those two and the rest of the field. I mean, you look at Gonzaga, they're arguably the greatest offensive team that we've seen in God knows how long. And Baylor shoots the ball like 2018 Villanova, the team that won the national championship and they won or they defend like 2019 Virginia, the other another team who won the national championship. So I'd say Baylor's the most complete team in the country. Gonzaga is probably the best team in the country as of now. That's just strictly my opinion. But Andrew, who do you think is the best team in the country as of now, obviously, between these two teams? Net rankings will disagree with you and I, but I also believe Gonzaga is the best team in the country. But of course, Baylor is definitely the best all-around team because they are the best defensive team in the country, I believe. Maybe Virginia's up there, but Virginia's just a defensive team always. Tony Bennett runs a defensive system with Virginia, but beside Virginia is not really the point I'm trying to make here. Baylor is Baylor is the best all-around team between their defense and offense. I believe they're in the top 10 in both categories, one of only two teams in the top 10 in both offense and defense, and that's Baylor and Michigan. But Baylor is 
once again, like me and Henry both said, the best all-around team in college basketball. But just because of how good Gonzaga is in their depth and their players that they have, their star power between Jalen Suggs, Kispert, Timmy, I mean, come on. This, this team is so good, especially on that offensive end. So I will agree with you there. I think Gonzaga is the best team in the country, but Baylor is definitely the most complete and the best all-around team in the country. If they played today, I honestly couldn't even pick who would win. I mean, Baylor is just looking really hot right now. But Gonzaga, of course, I mean, they haven't lost either. And although the competition uh, they're playing isn't exactly as good as Baylor's competition, I mean, Gonzaga is still blowing teams out left and right every single game they play. So at this point, I honestly wouldn't know who to pick, who would win. So I would like to see who you think who would win uh, between Baylor and Gonzaga if they played uh, today. If they played today, I'd say Baylor. They seem like the hottest team in the country right now. But for Gonzaga, I mean, they just haven't played a really good team in just such a long time. They they were trying to do that, but thanks to Villanova, who I'm not going to blame them. They, they had to play a conference game. But thanks to Houston, who decided to be a great idea to play Our Lady of Lake. I think that might be some high school team in Texas. Instead of playing Gonzaga, I mean, shows there's a lot. With Karma seems to have biting them there they lost east carolina last night or two nights ago when you're listening to this but i mean as of now i think baylor's playing the most complete basketball they're playing on both sides of the ball i mean they're physically impossible to stop they went to texas the other day and beat him by 15 and now they're baylor's going to go on pause apparently for like the fourth time the season and they'll still probably come back and win every single game but Right now, I'd say Baylor is probably playing like the better team, but I think Gonzaga overall will end up being the better team. Yeah, and I, I also agree with that statement because Baylor's played the better competition, so I think they'd be more prepared for that game between them and Gonzaga. But I, I still think Gonzaga is the best team in the country, and that won't change until I see otherwise. And at this point, I have not seen otherwise, but – Baylor makes a very strong case. Of course, the net rankings disagree with us and have them as the best team in basketball. But of course, net rankings don't mean uh, much in basketball. They just mean how efficient a team is. And Baylor is the most efficient team. But I still think Gonzaga is the best team. But in terms of a matchup between them, I do think Baylor would take it just because they've played the better competition. They'd be more prepared for the star power and how good of an offensive team Gonzaga is and I just don't know how good Gonzaga would be able to defend Baylor and just keep up with them I think Baylor would beat them but I still think it would be a close game yeah Andrew moving on now to talking about different conferences and we have here two of the best conferences in college basketball I'd say they're by far the best two the big 12 big 10 I'd say those are far and above the other conferences in college basketball, the best two. But in your opinion, what is the best conference in college basketball right now? The best conference in college basketball right now is still the Big Ten. And I've been saying this all season, and it's it's the Big Ten. And right now, Ohio State just beat Iowa, and they're looking like a number one seed in the tournament. 
Iowa themselves are probably two seed in the NCAA tournament as of right now. Illinois is looking like a two seed in the NCAA tournament right now. Michigan, you can make a strong case for a one seed and at worst, probably a two seed as of this moment in the NCAA tournament right now. Wisconsin's a very good basketball team. They're definitely a top 15 program in the country. You can make an argument for top 10. I mean, the Big Ten is absolutely stacked. Penn State's heating up. I know their overall record won't say much, but they're very they're they're heating up right now. They're a very solid program, I would say, as of this moment. Rutgers is heating up as well. They kind of went on a bad losing streak, but they're starting to play better for sure. Minnesota's a very solid team. Uh, Purdue got placed in the top 25 uh, this week. So, Henry, if you ask me, the Big Ten is the better conference, and I think it's by a good margin. But the Big 12 definitely has some really good teams. Of course, they have Baylor, who makes a strong case for the best team in the country. And that, that says a lot because the difference between one and two and three in the country is, is a big difference. But so they have Baylor, they have Oklahoma, who was on probably the hottest streak and the hot, they were the hottest team in NCAA Division I basketball until they, of course, lost to Texas Tech, which is another great team in this conference. They have Kansas, who's a very solid team. I don't think they're amazing, but they're a solid team in the top 25. And they also have West Virginia, who is kind of an inconsistent team, but they're also in the top 25, and they grab a couple good wins here and there. But, yeah, so the Big 12 is still a very good conference. I just think the Big Ten just has the way better teams and their deeper conference. Yeah, Andrew, I agree with you. I mean, they have right now, I'd say, two one seeds. I would say it's a pretty, pretty uh, good argument that Michigan and Ohio State are the two next best teams behind Gonzaga and Baylor right now. I would say they probably have two two seeds in Illinois and Iowa. They have a good argument to have a three seed in Wisconsin. I mean, Purdue is probably making a case to be a five or six seed. Rutgers is up there, seven or eight. Minnesota, nine or 10. Indiana, 10 seed probably. Maryland's on the bubble. I'd say they're probably in right now as a 11 seed at not playing in the first four. There's always that team from Michigan um, that hopefully will turn it around at some point that we can, that we're, I, I, Andrew's shaking his head here, but I, I have a little more confidence in that team um, that plays in East Lansing than uh, the person across the screen from me does right now. And obviously Penn State's on the bubble. I mean, they just have a, they're just a lot deeper. There's a lot more teams, which is the reason why they're a better conference. And especially when you have two one seeds instead of one and the next best team is a two seed compared to the big 12 where they have a one seed. And at this point, it's probably get looking like more of a three seed with Texas. I'd say the big 10 is far and above the best conference in the big in the country and like we've said in the in the big 10 you can lose each and every night you play any team can lose to any team aside from one team and that's nebraska and basically every time you play and you play against nebraska you're probably going to win if you're in the big 10 but that I, oh man, Henry, Henry's crossing his fingers right now because, because Michigan State, oh, I wasn't supposed to mention them either in this podcast because Henry, Henry just said that Michigan State is just not a team that should be mentioned at this point in time in any sort of podcast. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon we, we, they will become mentionable once again. But as of this time, 
No, no. We're just going to fingers crossed, knock on wood, and move on from this subject, Andrew. Yeah, and Henry was crossing his fingers when I when I made that comment about Nebraska was because uh, that team that plays in East Lansing, yeah, they, they play Nebraska in their next game on Saturday. So we, we will definitely see what happens then. I hope I didn't jinx it, but most of the time when a Big Ten team plays Nebraska, it's not quite a game where Nebraska will win. But once again, not trying to jinx anything, knocking on wood over here. And we'll, we'll see what happens with Nebraska in that team that plays in East Lansing this weekend. But besides the point, in the Big 12, there are a decent amount of teams where they play and they're just, you know, they're not going to win. So that just proves a point where the Big Ten is just a much deeper conference than the Big 12. But like, like I said, there's pretty much only one team that the majority of the time when you play them, you know you're, you're probably going to get a win. But in the Big 12, there's probably a handful of teams like that. And so that's just to prove a point that the Big Ten is definitely the deeper conference than the Big 12. Yeah, Andrew, the last topic that we have before – we talk about the upcoming games that we have going into the next week is Virginia tech and probably the most confusing team in the country. They have arguably the best win in college basketball right now, which is a win against Villanova. I mean, you could say St. John's also has that too right now, but Virginia tech has that. They also have wins against Virginia. They have a win against Duke while they were ranked. Obviously that doesn't look as good right now. Clemson, when they were ranked, they also have some interesting losses. I mean, they have a 20-point loss to Penn State on their home floor, and that game was much worse than a 20-point game. They lost to Syracuse by 18. They lost to Pittsburgh by 11. They also lost to Louisville by two, which isn't a horrible loss, especially on the road. But, I mean, Andrew, this team is just so confusing, I, I and especially because they just lost Tyrese Radford, I believe that's his name, uh, due to – Due to program violations, I don't know. He made some big mistake. This apparently was what Mike Young is saying, and they don't know how long it's going to be until he comes back. But I think they'll be fine without him. But this this team, Andrew, is just so, so confusing. Yeah, and I, I just want to talk about Virginia Tech from the new year on. And, of course, their first game of the new year that was supposed to be uh, matched up against Virginia, of course, got postponed. So we're not going to talk about that. But let's talk about – uh, starting off at January 6th, and we'll go on. They played Louisville to open up their new year, and they lost by two, like you said. And then they followed that up by winning against Notre Dame convincingly, Duke convincingly, and then they kind of squeaked by Wake Forest. And then they get another postponed game against Boston College. And then they come back and they lose by 18 to unranked Syracuse, definitely not one of the better teams in the ACC. So just keep that in mind. So started the season off, tough loss against Louisville. Overall played a pretty good game. And then they went on a three-game winning streak, very solid wins. Notre Dame, Duke, Wake Forest was all right. And then just this is just marking their inconsistency and just showing how inconsistent this team is. They come back after a three-game winning streak, and then they get blown out by 18 against an unranked team towards the lower part of this conference in the ACC in Syracuse. So they come back from that game. They win convincingly over Notre Dame again. And then they beat the number eight team in the country at the time, Virginia, convincingly. And then they come back and they get blown out by Pittsburgh by 11 points. I mean, that game looked a little more than 11 points too. I mean, Pittsburgh had that game in their hands basically the whole time. 
And that's just from the new year. I mean, they, they got blown out by two teams towards the bottom part of their conference, but they also picked up two ranked wins along the way. I mean, that's just the, how that just shows how inconsistent this Virginia tech team is. And this is all while losing one of their uh, key starters into and uh, its suspension, as Henry said. So imagine how good this team could be. I mean, this team is definitely a team that should be ranked, I think, because they've had some pretty convincing wins. Like I said, Virginia, they, they won by, I think it was 15-14, and they beat Duke while they were ranked. I mean, this team's been, for the most part, a solid team, but they've just been the most inconsistent team in the country, I think, along with a team that we'll be mentioning uh, in our in our next segment with the upcoming big games but this team is a solid team like I said but once again very confusing and very inconsistent yeah and talking about upcoming games that we have coming up over the next week or so I mean this is the up until I think uh, next Thursday I believe maybe approaching Friday Saturday but this is what we have basically going into the weekend and into early next week it's we got Alabama, Missouri battled for the for the SEC at this point, basically. Illinois, Wisconsin, probably I'd say a battle for a a first a first day or a two day bye at the Big Ten tournament. We have Kansas, West Virginia, a battle of teams. Just who the hell knows what's going on with those two teams? Uh, West Virginia, Texas Tech. Texas Tech looks like a top five team in the country right now. I could argue, and West Virginia, as I mentioned, is just can interestingly inconsistent and other two teams that we have are very inconsistent is Florida and Tennessee. And this just might be the year of inconsistency besides the fact that we have Baylor and Gonzaga, every team just seems to be inconsistent at times. Obviously you lose games that here and there, but some teams, I mean, you could throw Michigan into that conversation too, but who knows the next time they're going to play. So I can't really do that right now, but I'd say they're probably the third best team in college basketball right now. But, I mean, this is just the year of the inconsistent, Andrew. Right, and the higher-ranked teams this season have some pretty bad losses, and they have some really nice win streaks, the definition of inconsistency. And we're seeing that a lot, like you said. But I want to talk about these matches that you mentioned, Alabama versus Missouri. Like you said, this is the battle for basically the SEC championship at this point. These two programs, if you told me probably last year or two years ago that Alabama and Missouri would be playing for the SEC championship this year. I would tell you you're crazy, but these two programs have definitely turned around their uh, past luck in the previous couple of years, in the past couple of years. But these two teams look very solid. I would say both are at least top 20. I would say Alabama is probably a top 10 team at the moment. Missouri is probably somewhere between probably 12 and 20 wherever you think they are, but somewhere in between there. So that, that game, like you said, it's just basically for the SEC championship and it's a ranked matchup, which we all love. Illinois versus Wisconsin. I mean, two of the better teams towards the top of the Big Ten. And this will be a dogfight just because both teams are really good on the defensive end and both teams can shoot the absolute lights out. I mean, Wisconsin is just great from beyond the arc. And Illinois is just a great scoring team in general. Kansas versus West Virginia. A very a, a game between two very confusing teams. Kansas, we thought were very legit at the beginning of the season and as the season went on. 
And midway through the season, this Kansas team pretty much started just to break down and just not function like they were at the beginning of the season, the first month, month and a half of the season. So this team basically just gave up and they haven't been playing the same since. But but they're still a pretty solid team. I mean, we've seen what they could do at the beginning of the season. They were playing at a very high level. And then you have West Virginia, who has just have their up and downs throughout the season. I mean, they very inconsistent team. And this this was the team I was referring to when we were talking about Virginia Tech and the, another very inconsistent team. West Virginia is definitely one of them. I can't figure them out whether they're a, a very solid team or whether they're just okay and average. But right now they're ranked. They, they're coming off of a pretty or a very good win against Texas Tech. And of course, we're getting that rematch. So let me get into that. West Virginia versus Texas Tech. Of course, Miles McBride won it at the buzzer against Texas Tech. And I truly think that Texas Tech will come back and beat them just for a revenge win. But we'll see if West Virginia can get that second win over Texas Tech because that would be huge for West Virginia absolutely huge and that could possibly give them north of a four seed in the tournament possibly they can get a win against texas tech and also uh, kansas i mean this is a huge uh, upcoming week or so for west virginia getting kansas and texas tech if they can win both of those games they they're starting to be considered in people's minds as a serious contender but of course, you still have to win those games. So we'll see what West Virginia can do. Of course, two tough games, Kansas, Texas Tech. And the last one uh, I want to talk about is Florida versus Tennessee. Two also very inconsistent teams. Tennessee was getting really hot. And then they lost to Ole Miss, who's probably one of the worst teams in the SEC conference. And that's pretty bad if you're one of the worst teams in the SEC conference. Who's definitely not one of the better conferences this year in college basketball. And Florida was looking pretty good at the beginning of the season. And then, of course, they haven't been looking as good as of lately. So we'll see how that matchup goes. I, I truly believe in Tennessee, although they're coming off of a bad loss against Ole Miss, as I mentioned. I, I still think they're probably a top 15 basketball program right now in, in the NCAA, I, I would say. So I, I think Tennessee will take this game. But – I want to see if Florida can get back to that beginning of the season form, because like I said, they were looking like a very solid program at, at the beginning of the season. And of course, as the season progressed, they've just kind of been looking worse and worse, but they could possibly turn it around with a win against Tennessee and Tennessee can turn it around after that bad loss against Ole Miss. But the game I'm most excited for, I would have to say, uh, it's a tough one. It's definitely between Illinois versus Wisconsin and West Virginia versus Texas Tech. Just because West Virginia versus Texas Tech, I mean, you have the revenge game for Texas Tech and the ending for the previous game was just insane with the Miles McBride buzzer beater. But with Illinois and Wisconsin, I mean, those, it's definitely the highest ranked matchup, I think. Maybe Texas Tech versus West Virginia makes a good argument for that. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to go with Illinois versus Wisconsin just because I think that game will be more entertaining. And I'm just not sure how West Virginia is going to come out. I know Illinois and versus Wisconsin is going to be a dogfight, but West Virginia versus Texas Tech, it, it didn't disappoint last time. I just, once again, I, I don't know how good West Virginia is. They're just very confusing team, not as confusing as Virginia Tech, but still very confusing. 
West Virginia. So we'll see on that game. I'm still very excited for it, but I have to go with Illinois versus Wisconsin as the game I am most excited for. Yeah, Andrew, and all these matchups are extremely intriguing, especially the ones that you mentioned from the Big 12, Kansas, West Virginia, and West Virginia, Texas Tech. But the SEC ones, I mean, I, I think we're, we're skipping over those because Alabama versus Missouri, if Alabama wins that game, I essentially think they lock up the SEC. Missouri wins that game. They have a chance to put themselves back into SEC title contention. And in the other case for Florida and Tennessee, I mean, those are two inconsistent teams. And you mentioned that you believe in Tennessee. I absolutely don't. I don't know if they can score. They can defend all they want. But when you can't put the ball in the basket, it really doesn't matter. And Florida uh, is just a whirlwind. Obviously, they lost Keontae Johnson. So they'd be a much better team, I think, without him or with him, excuse me. But as of now, obviously, they're not going to have him for the rest of the year. They're just wildly inconsistent. So I, I really don't know what to think of this Florida team. I mean, they went on the road and just beat West Virginia, but they then they lost to South Carolina at home. So we'll see what happens with this Florida team. But, I mean, it, it's going to be a great week of college basketball. I would say Illinois-Wisconsin is the game I'm looking forward to most, even though I didn't even really talk about it a whole lot. I, I think that just goes without saying. But – with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.